You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. Ian, look at this. What, it's a police box. What on earth are you doing here? Hey, these things are usually on the street. I feel it. I feel it, you feel it. Hey, vibration. It's alive. Earth Station Who, a fun mashup celebrating nearly 50 years of the Doctor Who universe. Hold tight, you never know where the TARDIS is going next. You're probably a bit confused right now. I broke the glass. It's all come back to me. This. What is this? That's my ship. What? Let me take it from the top. Hello. I'm the doctor. I'm a traveler in space and time. And that thing buried down there is called a TARDIS. Time and relative dimension in space. You're gonna love this. Hey there, Facebook listeners, and hey, Earth Station Who listeners. Welcome to another Facebook Live event, and we are also doing a wonderful, wonderful event here that is going to be kind of a surprise for all of us because we actually finally got a new Doctor Who showrunner announced, and man, did the internet light up on this one. (laughs) It was not anybody that we even expected there had been so much rumor going on there had been so much people going and saying hey it's going to be toby whithouse it's going to be so and so it's going to be neil gaiman it's going to be you know all these other people did we ever think we would be going back to the future by any chance? No, 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 no. So welcome here to Earth Station Who, where we are going to talk about the surprising return of Russell T. Davies. What? Exactly. What? Exactly. Not RTD, RTF. <laughs> That is the wist TF ever. Exactly. <laughs> so we got a great crew here to talk and everything, but of course we'd love to hear from you. Feedback, of course, is always welcome at feedback at earthstationwho.com. But of course, Facebook listeners, thank you, thank you for everyone who's out there. So we'll be bringing you guys in also, and we'll be, you know, talking about, you know, if you guys have questions or thoughts and everything. We've got a few folks already watching. Thank you Woo-hoo. for being here. And we have Ramona and a couple other folks. So howdy, everybody. Uh, let's also introduce everybody who's here tonight on the show for those at home who can't see us. Of course, we have joining us from, you know, downtown Atlanta, I guess. Anthony Williams is here. Good evening. And, of course, we also have Alan Seiler back with us. What's up? And Melanie Dean, who's now our regular person whenever we do live videos. <laughs> what? <laughs> Again. Exactly. Again. And of course, we have our regulars. Mr. Mike Gordon is here. Howdy. And Mary Ogle is here. We have two ta- very talented artists tonight. This is pretty awesome. So, Hi, everyone. It is great to be here. So it is pretty darn awesome. And, you know, it was funny because I think it was like 
they brought you know out of nowhere BBC started sending out press releases and everyone thought it was a joke and everything. Mm-hmm. What was your initial thoughts? And this is open to everybody. I'm not going to go. So Anthony, what did you think? You know, so I don't do things like that. Just let's go full discussion mode. And what did you guys think when you guys had you know heard the news at first? Because I started seeing. Um, I got a press release actually emailed to Earth Station Who saying, you know, that, you know, from the BBC saying that, you know, announcing a new showrunner. I was like, did we get on a list or something? Have we, you know, I was like shocked. (laughs) Did you think it was spam? I I thought it was spam. (laughs) I thought it was a joke. I had to see. It can't be real. They're so high profile. Exactly. It was just, it's pretty funny. So, you're fancy. You know, well, you know, some people, some people have it. Some people, you know. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> but then, but so I started. We're just, we're just blessed to be in your presence. We are. We've been doing this long enough. I think we deserve something. You know. <laughs> yeah, you got a point there. Yeah. So you know, I think we're. So what? What was it? Was it the kind of pre-announcements of we're about to, or was it the full? No, it was Russell T Davies is returning. It was the full Russell T Davies is returning as the showrunner. Holy cow! And it 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 was the one most people saw. I think I posted it up on Earth Station Who. Yeah, and it's just the it wasn't even it was just a piece of paper with the doc the BBC header and said Doctor Who, you know, and it was dated that day. It was just like. Is this real? So the first person I wrote, of course, Rob Levy. You know, it is legit. <laughs> Have you heard this? Have you found out anything? And he says, I've just got the same thing. I just found out, you know, and it's just coming across. And we just, it just started exploding from there. And I got to figure out how to get on that list. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can get, try to get on the Star Trek one because your podcast. <laughs> oh, that's true. That's true. Yeah. So. Uh, but yeah, it was actually pretty darn awesome that, you know, this came across and then it just was like wildfire, just like spread everything. And mm-hmm. for the first half hour, I think I was in, I was numb. I was like, what? what? It was a surprise. That's for sure. <laughs> so it was, I mean, that is not who I was expecting. Not no. at all. No, it wasn't the doctor I was expecting. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have a quick question am i allowed a very minor curse word on yes, this show of course. my immediate reaction was holy sh-. yeah. <laughs> that's that's your one that's all that's you get yeah. <laughs> I, I mean i wasn't expecting it and i wasn't even expecting an announcement and i've still got enough contacts back in the uk where i normally hear at least rumbling something's coming in the next few days and it yeah. was just silence and then bam it came out of nowhere I think mm-hmm. wasn't there a rumor that we were going to get a trailer or something this week uh, that that week or something because we had joked about uh, it on when we recorded our last episode that oh they're going to release it like you know a day after we after we uh, record and then nothing came and so we that, were just that like, rumor's been that? floating around every week for like three weeks <laughs> yeah, now probably yeah. probably oh, yeah. well, and that's so. that's the danger of it right I mean every day there's a rumor like there's a sort of an announcement right of who's going to be mm-hmm. the next doctor. Who's going to be this? Who's going to be that? You know, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so it's really tough to to sift through the garbage. Well, exactly. Uh, but I and think that's the why BBC you made it really got, clear it was right so, off so the bat. Surprising. It was so surprising. Exactly. Yeah, Mikey. the BBC made it clear right off the bat. I mean, I think mm-hmm. I saw an unofficial post first, but within like 15 minutes, it was official. Uh, I mean, they yeah. really jumped on this. Yeah, it it was like 
as soon as it went out, it went out not just to the press release, but then all the news media outlets even started picking it up. And it was just like, what? Are we going back to 2005? What the heck? And <laughs> well, well, we did go back to 2005 because this happened on September 24th. Right. That's when the announcement was made in 2003 that Doctor Who was going to go back into production with Russell T. Davies at the helm. Wow. Oh, wow. So it was to the day. To the Ooh. day. Yeah, I don't think that's a coincidence. No, no, no. 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 100% yeah, no. isn't. No. Well, and, and again, it's it's amazing to me because they've done it throughout the season that, or Chris Jimmel has done it throughout the season with Jody's Run, having these surprises that we don't expect. I mean, some people who are deep in the weeds might know, but the general public doesn't didn't know the master was returning. We didn't know that, you know, yeah. et cetera, et cetera. Like, you know, we didn't know about um, uh, Dr. Ruth. Yeah, Dr. Ruth. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, that yeah. stuff. I mean, and now this, it's like, man, they're real. And even prior to that with... Um, with uh, Jenna Coleman's first episode, we had no idea she was going to. I remember that was a yes. big shock. I mean, <laughs> they have a really good history at keeping stuff like under wraps until it's needed. Oh, well. Well, no. for the most part. <laughs> Do tell, Alan. Well, because there's, there was also an awful lot of things that weren't kept secret. Like John Sim coming back in the mm-hmm. last oh, Capaldi yeah, yeah. thing. I mean, there's there's a number. So the Jenna Coleman thing was definitely. I mean, they made such a big production out of she's going to be in the Christmas episode mm-hmm. that when she happened, you know, seven episodes earlier, whatever it was, it was like what? Yeah. <laughs> so I, yeah, but so I, but during but during Chibnall, you, you were absolutely right. They have definitely kept a lot of things under wraps and had them be on screen surprises. And I and I said for the most part when they've when they've announced the Doctor, they've been pretty good about releasing it at the same like to a surprise for most people. Yeah. I think. Well, exactly. And you know, yeah. do you think the only surprise really the last season that was blown was Barrowman coming back, but he blew it himself. Well, yeah, you, <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, that's, that's like, that's like Tom Baker, you know, right, right. spoiling the fact that he was appearing in the 50s right, right. where he told some reporter, I'm not supposed to tell you this, but I'm just going to tell you anyway, I'm in the 50th. Thanks Tom. Exactly. There were, there were rumors about Sasha Dawan, but most people were like, I mean, they killed Messi. He's never going to be the master. He's in some other role. And, you know, they, most people discounted those. So they mm-hmm. kind of kept that one secret, but they kind of mm-hmm. didn't. Mm-hmm. Let's um, look at Facebook real quick. We've been getting some messages actually this time out. Awesome. Uh, Ramona says, hello. Uh, Robert Howdy. Bowen says hi. says, hi, guys. Hi, Robert. Howdy. Rob with a hat. It's always good. Uh, Debbie Melrose. Hi, all. Hey, Debbie. Um, Ramona said, saw it on Twitter, just scrolled on by it, thought it was a joke or fish food, basically. <laughs> oh, a lot of people thought it was a joke. Yeah, I could understand yeah. thinking I, that. Oh, how, many, yeah. how many people said, oh, we're having April Fool's in September? You know, that's what, that's what somebody said. I saw somebody <laughs> like, post, has anybody checked the Gallifrey and calendar to see if this is their April Fool's day? Exactly. <laughs> I mean, because of where the BBC was, was at and where Russell T Davies is at currently in his career. It's just was unexpected. Like, just, yeah. I mean, I it's don't not think like he, he needs, he needs it. Well, no, exactly. exactly. He's been having great Although, success. I was thinking about it and he's never really left it fully behind. Uh, he's always seemed to keep an eye on it. If you follow, I follow him on Instagram. He's always posting about Dr. Who. I mean, he, 
he might have left the series, but he still feels very much part of it, I think. Mm, well, the, exactly. the interesting thing on that, Mike, is I want to say it was two or three years ago in an interview, he mentioned that he and Julie Gardner, and I think it was Phil Collinson, but it might have been Jane Tranter, who is, of course, part of Bad Wolf, yep. had a pact that if the show was ever in dire straits, his words, <laughs> that they would return to bail it out. Wow, oh, that's interesting. That is interesting. Wow. interesting. So, actually, that was going to be one of my topics later. But let's, <laughs> so let's not go there quite yet. But yeah, I had seen that interview also. So it's interesting. And it was it was pretty awesome to you know think about Russell coming back. And, you know... I think he's the perfect choice because there's the Doctor Who crowd is so divisive right now, as is everything in life, it seems like right now. Anyway. Thank you. But, <laughs> you know, and yes, I'm happy Russell's coming back. Do I think he's the end all to get all? No, I don't. And I think it's good. And I'm curious to see what Chibnall's going to do for his last year and his specials. And how much then I'm actually curious to see how much input RTD is going to have in the specials, you know, if they're, if he's going to start inputting it and stuff, but I know they've already, I think they, I was going to say, I think they've filmed almost, I think they're almost like completely done. Yeah. They're currently still working on the uh, BBC centenary. (laughs) Yeah. The hundredth anniversary of the BBC, that last special that they're doing. That ninth episode. Right. But, Russell T. Davies has said, until that one is over, he is just a viewer. Yes, so he, I, yeah, he has I, said I, that. I don't think he's got much input, aside from the obvious, if there's a regeneration scene at the end of the centenary and a new yeah. doctor you know, appears, I'm sure he will write that first scene as his predis- uh, his successors mm-hmm. slash predecessors. Right, exactly. Uh, <laughs> he's, in the, he's in the same situation that Rick Wakeman is always in, in Yes, where, he, <laughs> where he's playing his successors and his predecessors' music, and they're the same person. Anyway. There, well, there was the rumor that both uh, Russell T. and Stephen Moffat were involved yeah. with the anniversary special right yes. so I, I, I heard that also yes. i don't know if that's true we, i don't the think 60th. we've gotten got yeah well no, the, not the, the, bbc the bbc one, BBC one. Oh, the bbc Which one has okay. uh-huh. gotten me confused as well because my understanding now is that the bbc 100th that ninth episode that last episode of jody's is going to be the 60th anniversary is, is that confirmed or mm-hmm. no that's no. not confirmed okay. and I, I see and that's the thing I my whole assumption this entire time is that everything that Chibnall was doing was leading up to whatever he had planned for the 60th anniversary. Yeah, right. Sure. So I was completely surprised when he announced his leaving and his leaving would not be including the 60th anniversary. Yeah, I heard that. So it was yeah, that's the thing that's weird. It was weird. Do you think he's, you think he's been r- forced out? Yes, I do. Okay. I right. do. I re- now, now especially. Well, especially now, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I definitely. I mean, we had suspicions before, but now. No, I we- really whether, think. whether or not it was his fault, and I'm, I'm not saying it was his fault, regardless of whether it was his fault, the golden goose of the BBC has died on his watch. Yeah. 
Yeah, I think that's. I think that's, that's a good way. At least started falling yeah. out of the sky. I, so. I, think, it, I think it's yeah. definitely. I think he also ran screaming, yelling, "I'm free!" Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I think so too. Oh, I wouldn't doubt I, that. Yeah, it, I think they all the do that. All the showrunners do that afterwards, right? <laughs> that's true. Yeah, yeah um, but it's interesting too because you know, right in the press release, they said that. RTD is coming back for the 60th, you know, anniversary season. And so it's not even in doubt that there's going to be a 60th anniversary. Right. Now. And that's, so that was my thing. If, if um, Chibnall was leaving before the 60th and the BBC were doing this big 100th anniversary special, then, you know, theoretically, the 100th anniversary special could be a multi-doctor thing or whatever. It's going to be something big and epic. So maybe they weren't planning to do a 60th anniversary because they would have spent all the money on this, you know, special one year earlier. So, so yeah. I, I have some theories around the 60th. and I think I've got the, a few myself. The, the press release was very careful in the way it worded it. It didn't talk about him doing a 60th anniversary special it mm-hmm. talks about him returning to celebrate the 60th anniversary exactly mm-hmm. exactly mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. what's that going to look like exactly exactly could even be in just an interview it could be it could be an inter- <laughs> it could be an interview with all the doctors you know where they could just say oh the whole year is the 60th anniversary yeah. and yeah. Mm-hmm. 20, yeah. you know, 2023 is going to be the 60th anniversary year. And, you know, it, they could be doing just a series of specials for Doctor instead mm-hmm. of doing a whole season, mm-hmm. you know, or and but it would be interesting to introduce a new doctor on a special. Exactly. So here's here's one of the theories that I'm thinking. What if Jody's final episode does not end with either a regeneration or a reveal of what that regeneration entails? What if the doctor just completely goes missing and you, you, no one knows? So the 60th anniversary, if it were a special, would, what if it ended up being like a multi-companion like a story and their whole job is to figure out what's happened to the doctor and the end of the episode, you find the new doctor? That would be awesome bringing back companions from the old series and new yes, series exactly. and searching Absolutely. for the doctor. That is, which will, that which is, will lead to the Ace spinoff. That is, that is, that oh, is, RTD has wanted to do a new Doctor Who spinoff for years. That's, a, that's another thing we have yeah. to talk about. That, yeah. that is, that so is he so wants bold. to do a Doctor Who channel. Yeah. That is so yes, bold. Yes. I really am First doubtful that is available happen. for that. Because <laughs> I think it's almost, it's almost too ambitious uh, to me. Like that. I mean, if they did it, I would, I would be like, wow, this is amazing. But mm-hmm. I think it's pretty clear that not only the BBC, but I think the other huge investor here, the other the entity here is HBO Max. Right? Exactly and I think, right. I think HBO Max wants to do with Doctor Who what Disney Plus is doing with Marvel, what Disney Plus is doing with Star Wars, what um, Paramount Plus is doing with Star Trek. They want not only a big flagship show, but they want multiple mm-hmm. spinoffs. And that is something that RTD had in spades when he was in command. Exactly. And I wonder if part of this HBO deal, one of their prerequisites was something along what we're seeing now, RTD coming back and running the franchise. So I'm, I'm curious. So I saw in the press release, it mentioned that the BB, that BBC studios, which is, you know, the commercial arm of the BBC would be partnering with Bad Wolf to produce. My right. understanding was HBO Max had bought the streaming rights mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. but they weren't financial partners in this particular endeavor with Bad Wolf. It, mm, unless we just haven't heard that part of it. Yet. Well, maybe, but I, I think it's but you know kind of even, supposition. But even if they bought the even if they bought the streaming rights, it could have been for enough money that they had that yeah. money to invest in. Right, this. So they have enough say. Yeah. In I mean, lots of cash, they have a, basically. Yeah, well, they have exactly. a say in what, what's happened. Well, exactly, yeah. and that's the thing because you know you still don't get new epi- brand new episodes of Doctor Who on HBO Max. You still have to watch it here in the states on BBC America. And now, you know, right. and, na- and now you could watch it on AMC Plus. I think is right. the new way to. And work. then HBO Max get it six to twelve months later, Correct. however long it is. Correct. But that's true of Doctor Who. But that might not be true of any spinoff that is created. I mean, that can also go true. straight to HBO Max, and they could have fun with that. Um, you know, I think uh, they've been less than we'll say less than satisfied with some of the efforts that they've done with DC, uh, their own. You know. Uh, research and development thing right there. So I think if they could have another shot in the arm, they can use all the, I mean, HBO Max has had a rough, you know, outing as far as their first year of uh, being in service. And I think that they could use anything. They're looking for anything Mm. to help them. And RTD has so much ideas. So it's, you know, it's awesome. I mean, in, in, in the current year now, it's st- the streaming is basically having distribution rights is what everybody else mm-hmm. previously you, you were in order to produce anything, you need to secure how you're going to distribute it first. And that's where you're going to get all your money. So now if, if HBO Max is looking at stuff going, look, we need to secure things that we can distribute or stream that, you know, that right and that that we can't necessarily just say we're producing our own content because they really aren't anymore and you're not a powerhouse juggernaut like a disney plus or anything or you know those other services are like a paramount that can be like hey or peacock that can own just about anything so i could see where they they're they're looking at this long term with bad with bad wolf going look we're going to produce x y and z and you get to have exclusive streaming rights so like oh thank god we can have more you know so viewers so, but Bad Wolf is a, basically an indie company. Yes. So yes. They can't be providing that much in, you know, financial right. to the point of, you know, fostering up Doctor Who and building it out as a franchise. I think, no. I think this is just RTD's way of saying, like, I own some of this now. Like, oh, I agree. Yeah, I totally agree with that. Like, yeah, like, I, I am a producer. And what's really great about it is that he's bringing Julie and Jane with him. Like, well, that's, so that's, that's, that's the what, thing. that actually was my question. Are they coming back? Yes. 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 Yeah, they are. So, they are. The, so Russell T. Davies is not part of Bad Wolf. Bad Wolf is co-run by Jane Gard, uh, Julie Transfer, uh, Julie Gardner and Jane Transfer. How <laughs> if I can get those the right way around? And Russell T. How Davies. How much wine have you had already? Just one glass. <laughs> apparently, <laughs> apparently, his one stipulation was that it was a co-production with BBC Studios. I mean, he it not BBC. Bad wolf. God damn it. Um, <laughs> That's two. One, one, one glass. Uh-huh. One sure. glass. NPAA um, rating is, in, in, is, is being... Uh. But so, so the thing we've all got to remember is Russell T. Davies is an absolute powerhouse in the British TV industry mm-hmm. right now. He can do pretty much whatever he wants. And the BBC, from what I've heard, went to him and said, we want you back. And he said, my condition is it's a co-production. Yeah, that makes total sense. Totally because he wanted sense. to bring because, his friends yeah. in. And, and, he's, I had agree a, and because... he's had a recent success on HBO Max as well. Oh, I think, I think he's impressed uh, the mm-hmm. folks there as well. So, mm-hmm. yeah. And since it is the BBC, everything is very, very budget conscious. <laughs> so right. for him to be like, well, I want more money, they're not going to say, okay, they don't have it. But for him to say, 
I want yep. Bad Wolf to be, you know, the co-producer or mm-hmm. whatnot of it. They can go, okay. But that, and, that also that explains them leaving Cardiff for Doctor Who also. If that's true. If that's true. We haven't if had confirmation true. of that yet. Yeah. I, I mean, mean they, have a, they have their own studio complex right. in Wales. Right. And let's not forget that Russell T. Davies is very proudly Welsh. Exactly right. Um, you know, bringing it back in 2005 one of his conditions was that it was produced by BBC Wales. Okay. Right on. So Robert Bowen wants to know how big of a glass of wine did Anthony have so far? It was a standard pour. <laughs> Good God. I'm, I'm glad we're getting the real probing questions. Exactly. From the <laughs> well, I'm glad we can get ones that we don't have to speculate on. <laughs> I saw the glass earlier. Yeah. He lifted it. He did lift it once, you know. You know, or Jerry Chandler, RTD, how do you misspell JMS that bad? So, oh wow. <laughs> that's funny. So, that's pretty awesome. But yeah, it's very very interesting. You know, I almost expected as uh Robert said, he definitely thought it was a joke at first. He expected a Rick roll at the end of the uh announcement <laughs> or something. RTD is never going to get us up no nope. <laughs> nope. nope and he also wanted to know how soon is it going to be till the slovene start coming back again <laughs> okay so here's one of my issues <laughs> with this whole announcement first of all i i'm not a fan of this like the when the announcement came out i was like oh i i said the word that anthony said but not in the same way um and part of it is because every single person all they have been chiming in about is what they want brought back mm-hmm when are we going to get Murray Gold back? When are we going to get, you know, everything, Torchwood back and Rose back and all this. God mon- forbid. And, uh, well, I, Here we go. But that's the thing. I, I mean, you know, this seems like a huge step backwards. Oh, or, and we're probably not getting and, and it seems like that's what the fans want. We're probably not getting you know? Christopher Eggleston back for sure now. Well, oh, clear, not. clearly not. Clearly not now. No. I mean, I don't think it has to be though. I don't I think mean, it has I'm to be. I think it depends there, but, on how they handle it. I don't think I it's agree necessarily with that. gonna be yeah. that no. I, I, I fans think, I think over... Russell's smarter than that. I think I, Russell yes. I, I trust Russell enough to know that I mean, granted, he's feeling it from pressure. So he's going to, you're going to see some familiar faces to be sure Mm -hmm. sprinkled throughout the run, but I don't think he's going to, yeah, not every, not every minute. No. And I I think to that point, Mike, I think we're most likely to see familiar faces during whatever they do for that 60th celebration. Right. What people are forgetting is the original announcement was 18 years ago. Russell T. Davies has massively grown as a person, as a writer, (laughs) as a producer of TV. He's always been very progressive and forward-looking. This isn't going to be 2005 to 2009 Redux. This is going to be something new new. that might have a similar feel. And and he might feel like, I can do things that I could never have done the last time. Like, I can really go put the, you know, put the pedal to the metal because they wouldn't let me do this, this, and this, but now I can really... Oh, exactly. And he also has 12 years of Doctor Who lore that he wasn't part of to build on. <laughs> that he can completely ignore. I don't think he will. I think he's going to hopefully build on it and go for it. Uh, yeah. I hope he's not going to build I, on Chris Chibnall. <laughs> oh. I think he's going to have everything's I think everyone's going to look at this as that there's two different eras. There's an RTD era and an RTD two era mm-hmm. and that they're going to be completely separate yeah. and, and to, and to, we, to his we, point. It's, He's going to be pushing the envelope more. And I think, I think it is funny. How, and I, I think yeah. how I think it is funny, like how all these people are like, oh, he's, he's the savior. He's he's returned. Um, right. His last season, 
everybody like couldn't show him the door fast enough. Like he yeah. was not like he was not right at all. They couldn't wait till Steven took over. It was it's total rose colored glasses. Absolutely. Let, no let's be honest. Intended. The the, the showrunner <laughs> for this true. <laughs> it totally was unintended. Sorry, Anthony, go ahead. But but let's be honest, the, the showrunner job for this show is a poison chalice. Yep. By absolutely. the end, yep. everyone is baying for their blood. It happened with RTD, it happened with Moffat, it happened with Chibnall. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. you know, why why are they bringing Russell back now? Candidly He's someone with a hugely popular touch. Everything he does mm-hmm. turns to gold, whether it's Absolutely. Doctor Who, whether it's the second coming, queer as folk, years mm-hmm. and years, it's a sin. It's a sin. It's a, it's a sin. I, I mean, the, the man really does have that Midas touch, and that's yeah. what the BBC are looking for here. They're looking for someone to turn that golden goose back into mm-hmm. a golden goose. Absolutely. Oh, very much so. Mm-hmm. But also, oh, yeah. I hated seeing already on Facebook, oh, they only brought Russell T back because nobody else would take the job or, you know, and oh, yeah. crap well, like that. Because Doctor Who's well, ready to die anyway and yeah. blah, blah, blah. It I mean, they say that all, about it all the time. Oh, yeah, every time. You know, as soon as he starts, the Radio Times is going to be starting. So who's going to be the next showrunner, you know? (laughs) (laughs) And they'll wheel out all the usual names. Yeah. As soon as it happens. I mean, it's it's a job that has got a lot of pressure because the BBC wants ratings Mm -hmm. and they have a very low budget. And those two things don't necessarily coincide very well. And I really do think that bringing in Russell T. Davies is going to be something where it's going to be a little bit of a reset for the BBC Mm -hmm. to get some more realistic expectations Mm -hmm. on you bring in a showrunner. You're you might not be able to catch lightning in a bottle to the extent where they want that crazy ROI that maybe they had during the tenant era that right. they had during, you know, mm-hmm. even but, with, with, with the Levin's run. Oh, Christian, but, Christian Basil wants to know if he can have the job once RTD is gone. So <laughs> no, cause it's wanting mine. It and there's no <laughs> Okay. So here's the thing though. Um, the whole thing with Jody coming in was to basically reset the show and to be a ratings boost and all this kind of stuff. And it was for mm-hmm. like a week. Mm-hmm. So there's no guarantee that even if even with Russell coming in, that it's going to be the. I mean, it'll be a massive first one. What happens after that? Well, there's no guarantee with anybody coming. Well, of in. course, exactly. Of course, I'm just saying that people are are like crying savior of, about this whole yeah. thing, and, and it might not be. Well, exactly. And I think it's a better chance of him doing it than anybody else. But. Oh yeah, but you know and. I'm going to just go out and say it. And uh, the same thing Robert Bowen actually said is, I so wish uh, Jody would stay for one more season to be with yeah. Russell T. And yeah, yeah, I agree. I would have loved her to have had the I, chance I totally to have a I totally showrunner. think, you know, see her under a different showrunner, a different regime, better writers mm-hmm. maybe, you know. So hope- I can see I can see why she isn't um, from her perspective. You know, Chris yeah. Chibnall was her guy. You know, well, that like, and her her six seasons—I mean, her three seasons—has been six years. I right. mean, that's just yeah. insane. Yeah, it's a long time. Insane. So, okay, I, I, like I said, I'm not a big fan of Russell coming back in, and I have a myriad of reasons why. But the one thing that I'm hopeful for is that if anybody can get this stupid show back on a one season per year plan, Russell can do it. 
Yeah. And Doctor Who has got to get back to an annual broadcast schedule. Yes. If it wants to build its audience, this whole like one year on and one year off nonsense, and we don't know what part of the year it's going to be in and all this kind of stuff loses on audience. I don't care about the writing and I don't care if you don't, if you disagree with the doctor, that kind of broadcast schedule loses an audience. I'm absolutely with you, Alan. And I think one thing to think about is during Russell's first run, he had a team. He had a very solid Mm -hmm. and consistent team. He had Julie Gardner. He had Phil Collinson who Mm -hmm. burdened, who shouldered some of that burden. Sure. And I couldn't name who produced Moffat's or Chibnall's seasons. I couldn't name his co-executive producers, but Russell always had Strevens. Okay, fair enough. You can. There's I one. <laughs> and this I, I is mean, why think, we had Alan on. Come on. But, but I think in general, there hasn't been that level of support that mm-hmm. Russell had from a broader team, which is part of why he was able to do it, because he purely dealt with the creative aspects. While you've mm-hmm. had people like Julie Gardner dealing with the purely practical aspects of running a show and Phil mm-hmm. Collinson running the day-to-day stuff on set. Right. And so hopefully with Bad Wolf involved, that's mm-hmm. what solves that problem. He's bringing Julie so, Gardner back. I wouldn't be surprised yeah. if we see the return of Phil Collinson. I would love that. He's a great guy. I, re- I think I met him a couple of times and I think he's just really cool. And he really cares about the job. Mm-hmm. We don't need Phil Collins on the show, on the other hand. No. <laughs> no because he'll just sit on a stool and let yeah. his kid do all the drumming. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. And I don't want to see Susu Studio on, uh, on Doctor Who. No. Um, I do wonder if he, Russell's going to be as involved in the writing as he was the first time around, because he pretty much wrote yep. every episode, even if somebody well, else's name was on it. Well, yeah. No, he really I did. Mean, I mean, a, a lot of times to to a detriment. Even the Moffat um, stories and um, stuff. Yes. No, oh, yeah. not except well, for the Moffat stories. That those are the exceptions. But he touched almost every other episode. Well, any any showrunner is going to do that. Any, no, no. I mean, much more. Not well, Not like Moffat did. Not like Chibnall did. It depends on the situation because apparently Moffat did. Moffat Moffat did heavily on the Neil Gaiman episodes. Oh, wow. Yeah, again, well, sometimes to the detriment of <laughs> in okay. that Cyberman episode. Oh, yeah. Well, okay. apparently he didn't do it on the Cyberman <laughs> episode. Yes, he did. <laughs> Maybe he should. He did. Um, okay. Well, but, but Russell T. has said himself, I mean, he in his book, how, how involved he yeah. was in the writing. Sure. Okay. And well, so we'll I, I would actually like him to, I, I mean, I like his writing. I'm not a, I'm not. I'm a fan of his writing, but I would actually like him to not be quite but as Mar- heavily involved. Mary, I, I, I think to that point, you know, he wrote about it. He recognizes that maybe he was too involved and this no, is his is. chance for, for a do-over. If he could do things differently, I, I, maybe that's one of them. Mm-hmm. I hope that's so. I mean, I, li- I like him and I, I think it's, you know, I'd feel differently about him coming back if he wasn't somebody who was writing relevant original good content right now. I mean, he's not somebody who's coming back. Um, he needs a job. Yeah, he needs a job. He's not. Yeah. He's doing it because he I wants mean, to. He's a, yeah, he's a writer at the top of his game. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, over in Facebook, uh, Jerry Chandler wrote my overly long opinion that no one asked for. I think this is good and bad news, obviously. Prediction subject is to change based on any new announcements. The good, 
RTD was overall pretty good. He had his weird moments, cough, uh, super-powered master cough. And Thank you. Ex- excuses where he bought in good writers and largely developed some really good Doctor Who for several years and two Doctors. Plus, we, he's grown a, a, as, a, as a creator over the last decade. Plus, I think we're in store for a fun ride. True. The bad. Chris Chibnall, my opinion, has been a horrendous showrunner who doesn't seem to have a strong grasp of differences between storytelling gimmicks and unfinished concepts versus fully realized stories. Chibnall's stewardship of the show is what hurt it more than anything. I think the BBC is going to the man who brought the show back from the dead in 2005 to return for the next showrunner is going to be a scene possibly somewhat right by some as them looking to save the show from the dead again, like we said earlier. However, I think the very loud voices in the toxic spectrums of fandom are going to make a lot of forums and even some conventions insufferable for a while by screaming to the heavens that they were vindicated and that the female doctor killed the golden mm-hmm. goose of the BBC. It's yep. not true. Well, that was always going to happen. Yeah, it's not true, <laughs> but I think if they make sense long enough and enough noise, the BBC may be hesitant to experiment with the show's formula for the near future. Obviously, those Thoughts? people have not been paying attention to what Russell's been doing for the last yes, decade. Exactly. <laughs> because, because if they think, oh, we're going to get our straight male doctor back and things are going to be less woke, they're in for a big surprise. Because I think, like I said, yeah. I think Russell's going to make this show uh, much more open and diverse than he ever got a chance to before. So, Mike, to, to that point, I mean, you only need to look at his writing the first time around. I remember on Outpost Gallifrey, <laughs> people mm-hmm. screaming about the so-called gay agenda yeah, during his Oh, my God, yeah. I hate that. Absolutely. I, and, and, his, like, and his show was very diverse the yeah, first no, time around. It was, mm-hmm. but, yes. I, but he did, it did seem like he was still kind of putting stuff a little bit like under the carpet in places. I think he's just going to be like mm. as open as heck now. Well, culture has changed significantly in yeah. 60 oh, years well, yeah. as well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yes. Um, the society is a completely different place than it was when Doctor Who first started. So, in 1963, yes, that is <laughs> yes, and came back in 25. <laughs> Dork. No. And I'm being nice and calling you that. It's great. I I, I don't know. You know, obviously the big question is, what does this mean? What kind of doctor are we going to get? And I I don't know that. Um, I I think it's wide open as far as I don't think, you know, I think maybe the BBC and and those parties might have an idea of what they want. But like I said, with Russell involved, I, I can only imagine it could be the wildest doctor that we've ever had. So mm-hmm. I, I think he, again, he wouldn't have come back if he couldn't have had total creative control. Right. The Agreed. BBC, yep. from what I've mm-hmm. heard, you know, basically told Chibnall, you've got to have a woman. I think if Russell has a different doctor in mind, he's going to say, go to hell. You're not going to tell me what to do. I'm going to cast who I want to cast, whether that's a woman, whether that's a man, whether that's someone who's, you know, white, black, Asian. He's not going to care what the BBC asks him. He's going to say, I have a vision. Yep. You asked me back to run the show. Yep. Let me run it. Yes, mm-hmm. I think that's mm-hmm. absolutely true. Yep. I, I agree. Totally. Yeah, yep. I agree. Very that was probably so. a huge bargaining chip for him was that he has a lot of things against, you know, that the BBC is desperate. Again, he does, with and he doesn't need to do and this. And they need help and he doesn't need to do this. So it's a, all right, you want 
me to come back, here are my terms. And you might want to sit down because they're going to be long. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they're uh, going to be like, okay, whatever oh, yeah. you want, Russell. The only thing I've said is in a very pleasant Welsh voice. Yes, exactly. <laughs> the only oh, yeah, thing yeah, I yeah. can yeah. guarantee is that the new doctor will not be an American. I guarantee that. <laughs> <laughs> Heaven forbid, anyway. Yes. Yeah, but a week ago, the one thing I would have guaranteed is that Russell T. Davies would never have come back to the show. <laughs> so, bingo. <laughs> Let's don't rule it. Yeah, out. exactly. <laughs> I didn't think Christopher Eccleston was going to come back to Doctor Who and be uh, no. finish, and yeah. now RTD is mm. coming back. So I'm like, you know what? I no longer. I have. No <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I'm out. So anything can happen. Yeah. Well, as we've seen many, many, many times, you know, if if there's enough money involved, bridges bridges can be rebuilt. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, very much. I, I, I'm not even sure if it's necessarily money. I mean, this is a labor of love for Russell. It always well, has yeah. been. That, Agreed. Yes. Agreed. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And I mean, the BBDC doesn't have that much money to throw at him. I think it's about uh, having creative control over a property that he's loved since he was a kid. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's not like, you know, they're a big Hollywood studio with bottomless, right. you know, and it's the BBC. And, you know, there's right. always going to be. And, you know, the ratings are never going to be back what they were in 2005. No, it's right. impossible no. because, yeah, because everything's is, different now. Yeah, well, exactly. Everything is different. Yeah. And, and you can't say that to people because they think you're just making excuses for I, low ratings. But I mean, that's not the case. Alan, it, I, th- I think you and I have talked about this. I think what's going to be the biggest indicator for them on whether or not the show is successful again is merchandise sales. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Merchandise sales have plummeted, started, started in the Capaldi era, went worse during the Chibnall era. I mean, we're, we're talking about licensees not renewing their licenses. We're talking about classic era stuff outselling mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. modern mm-hmm. Doctor Who merchandise. Well, so he- they're going to be looking to, to that uptick mm-hmm. as, as or if, whether or not it happens as the marker of the show's success. Exactly right. And here's the thing. Uh, no matter what uh, in Capaldi, it was going to taper off because everything reached that peak at the 50th mm-hmm. anniversary. And you cannot sustain that wave. You cannot ride that wave for very long. So that wave crested at the 50th anniversary. So it's going to taper off after that. So the coming in of, an, of a yet another doctor should have been, you know, it should have like, it, it should least have been leveled the off, right if there. not yeah. exactly. Mm-hmm. And, and, and with it being something high profile, like the first female doctor, it should have, gone it should have moved upwards and it hasn't and you saw the momentum with the ratings for the woman who fell to earth and very clearly what the public saw over the remainder of season 11 just did not resonate for one reason or the other right yes i'm not even if it did resonate it was uh, it was uh, like two years before you got another season Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, you, and I've said it before, but you cannot sustain an audience like that. No, people yeah. have too much short-term, you know, memory, and you know they, they, got, well, they you want get they want it now, 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 and especially and now. And there's I mean, so there's much, just such a wealth of stuff out right. there. There's so, so many streaming stuff out there. Mm-hmm. It's just yeah. amazing. I feel a hundred percent certain that uh, Paramount Plus is moving to a, uh, a a model where you have Star Trek all the time. Oh, 100%. It, it may be seven different shows, an animated show followed by you know something else, and and a comedy after a drama. But it's going to be Star Trek all the time, and because that's how you uh, keep an audience, that's how you keep paid subscribers, and I think that that's one of the things that has absolutely 
hurt Doctor Who. Oh, exactly. Why don't they have a spinoff while the show is in is in production right. or something? Exactly. Yeah. Keep yeah, Doctor Who wasting opportunity. Well, oh, let, I'm let's, sure let's it's financial. Fair. They've tried, and a lot of their spinoffs yeah, have been, been less than great. So mm-hmm. that, only one, only one, dude. only yeah. class didn't work. All right, but Sarah Jane work. Adventures totally did. Torchwood did until until Torchwood it did. couldn't any longer. And right. Torchwood, Torchwood, Torchwood was spotty. Torchwood it, it was, was spotty. definitely spotty. I don't think Torchwood it was quite the success they wanted to, it to be. And the last two seasons were, you know, were kind of. Um, I think the last season of Torchwood was miserable. The that's last when season they, was terrible, and that's where they brought in American, you know, yeah, co, yeah. co, you know, whatever, an American money. Yeah, exactly, and American money, yeah. exactly, and tried to make it too international right. to make it appeal to a bigger audience but i think it lost its core audience right i would love to see a pat and nostra gang spinoff oh i'm sure. so tired of hearing that yeah. <laughs> sorry i'm with you alan it's well i mean not just from you from i mean i just don't think that's gonna happen no but Probably not, big right, finish but I, is doing an amazing job with it but it, wouldn't, yeah, wouldn't it exactly. be great to get a doc- the actors don't have to put the makeup on exactly <laughs> wouldn't it be great to get a doctor's daughter tv series or wouldn't no. it be great to you know there's there's tons of different things though that they've mm-hmm. introduced I'm just waiting for the a charitable earth tv that's exactly what i want and i want that to be like it, it can be like a sarah jane adventures but make it with like one or two or three past companions, Ace and like Tegan and Martha and whoever. And that's what your charitable earth is built around. And then you can have other characters come in and make guest appearances, but have a core of four characters that we all know and we all love from different eras. I I think the one thing that is going to come back is Christmas specials. I think uh, Christmas specials was very important to Russell T. And I think yeah. he, he always felt that that was something that Doctor Who could participate in with all family, a family mm-hmm. thing getting together. And I, and I would not be surprised at all if, I, you know, I don't know what it's in the cards for this year, but next year or whatever his first year of, of uh, uh, being active as far as his, his output, I think we're going to get. It might even start with a Christmas special, actually. It'll be very interesting to see. Building on Christmas specials, I think one thing that's like especially my, my biggest gripe with Chibnall in in his like to to the point of you know six years for three seasons was <laughs> I don't mind waiting if I know when. Mm-hmm. Kind of like with the Disney Plus model, where I know that they're going back and forth with a Star Wars one. They're going back with a they're going they're, they're alternating between Star Wars, Marvel, Star Wars, Marvel. Mm-hmm. So you do have something going on, but you also I know when. I know when that this is next one's going to come in. Yeah. When's book of book of Boba Fett coming in? Oh, I know the date, or at least I knew. Okay, it's going to be this month, and then they'll little by little move it down as we mm-hmm. get closer. Yeah. Doctor, mm-hmm. we Doctor still don't know when this new season's going to start. Yeah, we don't even know yeah. now. <laughs> and it's supposed to start next <laughs> month it's or November. To start sometime soon, and we'd have no idea. Right. Yeah, but that's that's not unusual. I mean, they usually don't say until like two or three weeks before it actually happens. Uh, what uh, I yes, and it's point, wrong every time. We're dealing with TV schedules versus streaming, right? So yeah. streaming, it's very easy to say we're going to start dropping this on X day. With TV schedules, there's a lot more to coordinate with because you can only have one show in one particular so, time. So, Sandy, you're telling me right now the BBC has yeah, no idea should, when Doctor Who's yeah. coming back? They, they do. know. They're just not no, telling us. Exactly, yeah, and that's right. my point. They know, and they should make it public, and they should start publicizing now. Well, they, why why do that when the month. whole thing's just been um, like completely 
you know, no one cares right now because everyone's focused on RTD as we are tonight. Well, I think people still want to see the lead up, right? I mean, you can yeah, still see the lead up, no and, it's, and right it is Jody's last. Come on, she deserves, yeah, but they've she just they've just respect. killed interest in season thirteen by dropping this announcement. They could have waited mm. till it was over. That's mm. possible. I don't they know. They basically I don't, said I don't know if we, that's true. You know, well, maybe they're maybe they're actually doing this to try and get interest in season yeah. thirteen because everyone's talking be. about Doctor Who all over again. again. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I tell you, I tell you what I hope. I hope Chibnall's last season it turns out to be something that blows everyone away, and mm-hmm. he becomes the hero of Doctor Who. <laughs> it's supposed to be the, the, the season. It's supposed to be six episodes. That's one continuous story. So I just hope that he. I just want him to come up with something that has just like it's the best thing, the most solid thing, and and. I'm not a I'm not a Chibnall fan. I'm just so tired of all the bashing. I am too. Honestly, I think that's realistic because the bar right now has been ra- is now so low for Chibnall's <laughs> last season. It's true that I mean you have to be able to jump over this thing. I mean that I mean that's a good thing. And sometimes and that's the, the where I'm kind of worried about the RTD two part movement mm-hmm. is is the bar going to be so high. <laughs> mm-hmm that he's not going to be able to hit it. And yeah. we're going to watch yeah. the first one go, this isn't what I like. This isn't what I remember. Or yeah. just anything. Rose this isn't is here. Where is in it? In my you know. head. Yeah. Well, so, and you go ahead. Sorry. I was, I was going to say, what's what's interesting with Chibnall was his first season committed for me what the worst possible crime for Doctor Who, which is to be kind of boring. It just See, didn't, I didn't hold find my interest. That at all. His second season... Yeah, I'm not sure whether it was because my expectations were low, but with Spyfall, um, it was you know, yeah. Prisoner of the Judge, uh, not Fugitive of the Judoon, even um, Haunting of Villa Diodati, mm-hmm. those were exciting, good episodes. Very I don't much so. like the Timeless Child arc, but I, you know, I saw what he was trying mm-hmm. to do, and it for me, it was a lot more successful. And I'm with you, Alan. I really hope his final season is as thrilling and that he's building on momentum from each season and getting better and better. I would love that. But what I think is going to be very interesting is we will see in these episodes whether or not the BBC is putting pressure on this. If we see a walking back of what he laid down with the timeless child, we know they're in damage control mode. Yeah. And he's not in control of the show. If if he doubles down on it, they're letting him finish his vision before he rides off into the sunset and hands yeah. over to RTD. Yeah. I won't be surprised no. if they are not allowing him to, to follow that <laughs> concept. Well, but I, I actually have more hope, hope for this because I think it's a better format for him. He likes that sort of miniseries mm-hmm. format. And um, he, I think one of his problems was pacing. He just never really got the format of, of single episodes of Doctor Who. Yeah. So I'm hoping that since since this is a format he's much more familiar with, that he's able to sustain it. And I, I think, better. Mary, that's a really good point. Um, I think that is far more his wheelhouse. You look at what he did with Broadchurch. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, and I wouldn't be surprised, because if, if you look at the transition from RTD to Moffat, Moffat's first season more or less follows RTD's formula. I have a suspicion that we're getting a miniseries with Chibnall I think the 60th anniversary might be a mini series. Um, and I think each story might have a different doctor. Hmm. I, I, hmm. I wouldn't, I wouldn't that would say that that's an impossibility that at all. No, I could see it very interesting to see. I would be so into that. Mm. I think, uh, I think, you <laughs> know, to, to, you know, I'm, I, I'm always up for, um, you know, 
Chibnall bashing. So, um, but I think, um, I, I think as far as, as far as I'm concerned, Chibnall's biggest, um, drawback is that he, he put in three companions and he, and he continues to not know what to do with them. He can't juggle, um, he can't juggle them at all. No. And, um, and so, you know, now he's, he's, he's pared down a little bit. So we'll see how that goes in his, in his final run. But the one thing I am excited about, as far as RTD goes, say what you will, but the guy knew how to handle companions. He gave us some of the best mm-hmm. companions that has ever been on in the franchise, in my opinion. So, um, uh, so I, I think that we're in not only from a doctor perspective, but I think as far as companions goes, I think that you know we're in for a treat when with the new era. Oh, very much so. With Chibnall, the only companion you really even got to know or really care about was, of course, Graham. And, you know, the great Graham. All hail Graham! And they've announced that, they've actually said that Bradley Walsh will be back for the 100th anniversary special, so. Right, so why don't we talk about Davies? That's the real news. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Let's talk about Graham for the the rest of the show. Welcome to the Walsh cast, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) (laughs) So, but yeah, it's it was interesting because, yeah, because the other two companions... You know, Yaz did not get interesting until maybe the last two episodes of the last season. Yeah. And, you know, and I like what they did with her. And I was like, why did it take this long for them to do this? And, you know, poor Ryan. You know what? Ryan, I couldn't remember anything that he did that was remotely interesting. Yeah, they gave him very little seasons. to do. His, his character revolved around him being dyslexic and even the way they portrayed that was inconsistent from episode to episode. Oh, yes. yeah, yes. exactly. And, you know, he had a disability and they played on it, off it when it needed to be there, but overall mm-hmm. it, it was forgotten. Yeah. I mean, I, I think what I'm looking forward to with this last season, I realize we've gone way off track from discussing RTD, but <laughs> the fact that we're going to have two companions rather than three skinnying down that TARDIS crew a little bit, I think that will help. You know, you'll have a bit more development rather than trying to balance this bloated TARDIS crew. And and we've seen what, you know, what he did with um, uh, Broadchurch, where he had a huge cast and it was a continuous story and he gave everybody something to do, which exactly. is you know, exactly what I think um, he'll do for this. Exactly. I, I think of late, though, science fiction in general has struggled with large casts. You look at, I'm sure Alan has an opinion on this, but you look at Star Trek Discovery, where the majority of the bridge crew has been ignored. You have maybe three or four characters that they pay attention to. And then the rest of the cast kind of play very bit parts and you don't get to know them. You look at Star Wars and they started to expand the cast with The Last Jedi, but then they pull it back in uh, when people don't like Rose Tico. They don't like, you know, character A, character B, and suddenly it's focusing entirely on, on Kylo Ren and Rey. So I think in general, sci-fi has struggled with handling large casts and giving every everyone something to do. And I realize I'm generalizing hugely, but... Of course. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we can talk about the Star Trek aspect later. That's, you know, <laughs> Cuz I have thoughts about that. Exactly. I know you do. We'll talk offline now. Exactly. Why not do a podcast about Star Trek? That would be really yeah. awesome. You know? Oh, if only someone had thought of doing that. Exactly. <laughs> but, you know, I I will look forward to seeing the companions having more interesting of a story and yeah, I have my faults with some of the RTD companions. We've talked about that at length, and I'm not just talking about Rose. I'm also talking about Martha. But I think mm-hmm. he also wrote one of the best companions with Donna. 
you know, yeah. a character mm-hmm. I totally despised at first and then fell in love and I was in tears when she left, you know, type thing. And so we had genuine character growth with Donna. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. I mean, we well, and then it was just like, the like last it and seconds. then it was gone just like that. Right. So is that better or worse? I mean, it's better than having no character growth at all through the entire season. You know, to have a character that you initially have a strong dislike for, grow to love over the course of a season, and then are heartbroken because of what they do to her at the end, that says something about that character. Mm-hmm. Yeah, as opposed to, to someone right. like, as opposed to someone like with with Mike Faber and, and his experience with Rose, he kind of liked her in the beginning, and by the end, he hates her. So yeah. <laughs> it was like yeah. the opposite. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But, then you get, but then you have a character like Ryan, where you're just like. Eh. You just yeah. don't care one yeah. way or another. And yeah. they gave I mean, him so many chances too, and so many stories that they could have done so much with him. I, I, I don't think they gave him. Like, I mean, I'm not. Look, I, I'm not ragging on the actors. Um, I just don't think they no. ever really got. Uh, good. Well, don't don't give somebody a disability as a gimmick either. Right. I mean, that's what it became. Yeah. Make it an integral part of his character. And that that never happened. It's like Melanie was saying; it was all over the place. No, very. Well, I mean, like it was to me. It was almost like, okay, well, this is going to be a plot device where we're going to use in this first season, in the very first episode, and then we're going to ride the bike at the very end when we see him, and yeah. that's what we're that, yeah. that's when we're only the only time you're going to use it. It was yeah. funny uh, in Kerblam when they're doing all this stunt work and he's jumping from one like conveyor belt down to another conveyor belt, and and I'm like, dyspraxia much? Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, I thought it was a little bit insane, and um, so you know. Yeah, or I think only one time it was like he was going to jump from one thing to another. I don't know if that was Kerblam or not. Yeah. That he kind of looked over at Yaz and Yaz is like, come on, you can do this, you know, yeah, that kind but, of thing. But other than that, it was like. Or the yeah. disappearance of Graham's cancer or how they handled it with, you know, mm-hmm. the doctor just blowing it off or feeling, you know. Oh, mm-hmm. I have strong opinions on that. I know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> A lot of people do. How dare Same. you look at me? Yeah. Oh, because it's funny. No, it isn't at all. No. And everything. It's not. And that was misjudged. Oh, big time. Yeah, to put it mildly. Yeah. And it was like one of the most mishandled things of probably over the last 10 years on the show. I, I still yes. stand by that they shot that for comedy. They went wide. They didn't They yeah. didn't go close like mm. you would do with drama. They shot it wide. They tried making it come off as a funny thing. Of, ah, ha, ha, she's socially awkward, guys. Mm. No. So RTD. Yeah, how about yes. RTD? <laughs> it always devolves into Chibnobashing. Oh, damn it. <laughs> well, we needed to take up some time at the show anyway. The horse is already dead. <laughs> He's already gone. He's, you know. <laughs> Bring that thing back over here. He's only kind he's only kind of dead. He's not really there. But I but I think that, much that proves the point oh, of man. like, you know, even even people who enjoyed Chibnall's run and didn't think it was as bad as other people still are, are have issues with it, right? Still mm-hmm. there's, there's issues with the last few seasons. So, um, and, and the fact is I haven't been personally, I haven't been as excited about Dr. Who new Dr. Who, um, for a few years now. So, um, and, and this is, this is exciting news. Oh, it is. It is really exciting. Maybe we'll get a ginger doctor from this. <gasps> okay, I had to say it. I had to be red, the one. Red hair. Yeah. I, I I do predict. I do predict that. I don't know what you know what orientation the doctor will be. Uh, but 
I do um I do think that that the doctor will be young. You think so? Yeah. 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 I think that the doctor will be young. They want to pull in as many people as possible. They want to pull in young people. They want to sell toys again. They want they want the younger audience and you get that with a with a younger cat. Yeah. How, how many people how many people saw, you know, within 5 minutes of them announcing RTD, Tenet's coming back? What? Yeah, well that no, it's not it's not yeah. going to be, yeah. No, I mean, but I, I but be, I but I would think they might for the 60th, but that'll be it. Yeah. 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 But here, you know, back to the merchandising thing, um, for 12 years, no, not 12 years, 11 years, I think it was, they had a brand manager in Edward Russell. Mm-hmm. Once he left, there, as far as I know, there was not a replacement for his position. I so think, the, man, the brand has not been managed. I think, there is a, over. I think there is a brand manager, Alan, because I, I saw them post. Someone I know on LinkedIn liked something that they posted on LinkedIn. Cause, you know, LinkedIn gives you notifications and their yeah. job title was brand manager for Doctor Who. So there is someone that just probably not nearly as good as Edward Russell. I know that there is one because you could meet with them at the licensing expo, but that was also back pre-COVID. Oh, I'm trying mm, to remember okay. what the name was. Hmm. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. But I definitely think they need to be getting, you know, you see every once in a while, see Doctor Who merchandise every once in a while dropping down, but you need it, you know, flooding the market. I- you, I, I think they've stopped yeah. even trying because I think they know it's not going to sell. No, yeah. exactly. I, yeah, yeah, I think there, there's not a demand I, for it. I don't think I don't see. You know, look, I can't think of anything from the last few years that I want to put on my shelf. Well, Certainly not that stupid Sonic. I think the Sonic looks horrible too. Yes. Oh, and I to think the Tardis earlier, looks horrible. I think you know. To, yeah. to my point earlier, you've got licensees who are dropping their licenses. Why yeah. would they do that? Because it's just not profitable anymore. Right. No. Yeah. That's yeah. why exactly. that's why you never saw Funko come out with other doctors. And you know, you and you only got for the first season of Jody Doctor Who stuff. And I think what you gotta see the Kablam guy and you gotta see, you know, you know the Meanwhile, the, where's my seventh doctor, damn it? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> well, exactly. You know, I would love to see the other doctors out there. Absolutely. And Funko dropped, you know, the Doctor Who. Mm-hmm. They're one of the ones. Yeah. Yep. And Funko doesn't drop anybody. I'm going to say like that. Like, <laughs> that everything you need to know. That probably was like, that should have been indicated that something is wrong. <laughs> yeah, but I bet you they'll come back with a, with a new deal. I should hope once so. Once all this changeover happens. Oh, I almost there's, guarantee it. Yep. There's a lot of buzz right now. Yep. For sure. Yep. But, you know. Um, I. I think the biggest problem is it's going to be at least 18 months before we see anything coming out of it. Oh, yeah. Agreed, because we still have to get through another season and bits. Yeah. And, you know, I don't think that there's going to be enough. There there may be. I may be surprised. I I really want to be surprised that there's going to be an audience resurgence, not only because of RTD announcement, but because the next season will be of a high enough quality that people yeah. will be excited about. I want to get, I love getting excited about Dr. Who. I want to get excited. Yeah. I, you know, I have a bookcase almost full of Dr. Who DVDs and stuff of the old series, the new series. I only have Jodie's first season. I don't have the second season. I don't have her holiday specials. They, it's, it's just not a priority for me to watch those again. I, I, I gotta have I want. <laughs> I want to. I want to get rid of Christmas specials and New Year specials. I want to have Halloween specials. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> that would be awesome. That would be awesome. 
I, I and, do want to point out, Bad Wolf do produce a discovery of witches, so they're not above the spooky stuff. It would be awesome oh, to do a, a Doctor Who holiday special, Halloween special hosted by the Heck Master. Yeah. That would be awesome. Yeah. Or Morbius. Cool. So I was just double checking my exhibitor, my um, the the license for the licensing expo for twenty twenty one, and BBC and Doctor Who were not part of it. Wow, they were there for twenty nineteen uh, because I had a meeting with them. Um, but yeah, they weren't there for. The, I mean, twenty twenty one was virtual. Yeah. Um, so I don't know if that was a, a piece of them not going or not, but I can find out whether or not they're going to be there for 2021 because that's in person at um, in Vegas again. Yeah, yeah I mean, I, I think they Mel didn't even have a show point. on at that point. Why would they? With, with virtual, I, 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 you, you got to think of the time difference if it's virtual yeah. as well. You know, if they can fly to Vegas, they can get onto time in Vegas but if it's virtual. Oh, but, but I mean, everybody else, there's people in the UK on licensing, okay, there's people point. in China, it's Dubai's. There's a yeah. fair point. From there, so. yeah. I mean, if you if you want it, you're gonna do it. <laughs> yeah. 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 There's money involved. <laughs> that too. Touché. If, Ed, if Edward Russell was still there, he would be on at three a.m. Oh, you know he would. <laughs> yes. Oh yeah, and he'd look, be looking no fresh, like he just you know. Anything. His hair would look like it's just been dipped in a cool mountain stream and flipped about a bit. <laughs> well, we've been going an hour. He does already. have the best hair. So anyway, do you, let's you know, let's you know any predictions for? And it's too early, I think, for any kind of predictions or anything. Holy cow! What would you know? Let's instead of doing any predictions, how do you want to see Chibnall's run and leading into the? next era of Doctor Who? Triumphantly. Okay. Anthony? Uh, I want to see Chibnall make a screen appearance and flip everyone off before <laughs> riding off into the sunset. <laughs> no. no I, 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 I joke. I, I, I genuinely, I genuinely want him to have a really good, engaging, entertaining run that keeps everyone entertained and keeps mm-hmm. everyone's attention and you know, draws you in. I mm-hmm. I would love to see Chibnall and Jodie go out on a high. My problem is I'm just not confident that they can pull it off. But I would love it if they can do that. Yeah. Mel? Mm-hmm. No. I just want it to be good. I mean, mediocre's fine. I just don't want it to be horrible. Just, just end good. Please don't suck. Please don't suck. Please don't suck. Sadly, that's where I'm kind of like the let the bar be on the floor. Just walk over it. We're not even limboing. Just ah, oh, this is nice. Some something something where if I went back and watched, or if I could recommend people five, ten, fifteen years from now to go try Doctor Who, I'm not going to say the words skip thirteen. Mm-hmm. Okay, no, I think that's perfect. What about you, Mary? I want to see Chibnall and Jody succeed. <laughs> I mean, I really yeah. do. I don't. I don't know if that's going to happen. I have maybe slightly more hope because I think it's a better format for, for Chibnall. Uh, and I, you know, I want to see decent, clear writing. Uh, the writing has really gone downhill <laughs> the last, the last two seasons. And it has showed, because if you don't have ri- good writing, you're just, you're tanked, yeah. you know, it's very hard to get around that. And I hope that's a priority, and I really hope they pull it off because, I mean, Jody deserves it. Jody deserves agreed. to go out on a high. No, agreed with that completely. All right, Mikey, take us home. 
Well, um, you know, um, certainly my my expectations are a lot lower, not triumphantly, Alan. I'll settle for competently. Um, but um, I think um, I want to see him tell his story about the timeless child. Get that. Don't, I don't want that overhanging. I don't want that thread yeah. loose for big finish to finish or Russell T to do or somebody else to mm-hmm. pick up. I want to see him him get a chance to tell that story in, a, in, a, in his best way that he can and then peace out, you know, and then, mm-hmm. and then we all celebrate and then move on. No, that's a good way to put it. Um, like, you know, I'm a Doctor Who fan. I've been a Doctor Who fan since I was eight years old. I want to see the show continue. I want to see it prosper. I wanted to see it done properly. I do not want to see a repeat of Trial of a Time Lord. I don't want to see a repeat of... I love Trial of a Time Lord. ...of a, you know, a showrunner who is forced to stay on to keep the show alive. I don't want to see that. I want to see the show grow. I want to see the character grow. I want the mythos to grow. I want this show to be the thing I look forward to watching every week and, you know, and coming back and knowing, and you guys got me excited by like bringing up the thought, wouldn't it be great when Doctor Who is not on, there's a spinoff to watch during that time. Mm -hmm. Kind of like what Marvel and Star Wars is doing. It's awesome, you know, what they're doing. And it's so possible for them to do something like this. Even if it's animated, even if it's live action, that's fine. Hell, have a frippin' Doctor Who game show. I don't care. You know, I just want to see, you know, something really awesome with Doctor Who. This is my heart. This is my soul. And, you know, I love Doctor Who for that. And thank you for all the memories it's done. Chibnall, thank you for what you've done. But you didn't do it properly or as well as I had hoped. But I'm still enjoying watching the show. And I love Jody, And I don't – I would love to see her grow even further with another showrunner. But maybe in Big Finish we'll see that. So bring on RTD and bring on the new season. Bring on the specials. And here's to a bright, and future, bright future of Doctor Who. Thank you, everyone, for listening. We do appreciate it. We've had a great conversation tonight, and it's been a ton of fun. And we'll be back on the regular podcast on two weeks, and unless new Doctor Who comes back before then, who knows? (laughs) (laughs) We don't know. But if not, you'll be seeing us talk about the invasion, the second Doctor story. And it's going to be a ton of fun to do. And until then, on behalf of myself, Mike Faber, Mr. Anthony Williams, Alan Seiler, Melanie Dean, Mary Ogle, and of course, Mr. Mike Gordon. It's been our pleasure. And we will see you here next time on the Earth Station Who podcast. You can find us at earthstationwho.com. And you could also find us up on Apple, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you can listen to podcasts. Listen to us. We have, we've been doing this now since what, 2013, I think we've been doing this show for. So we've just been going forever. And so please, there's tons of stuff to listen to. And here's to a good year. Hopefully, new Doctor Who will be right around the corner. Peace. And we are done. Thank you, Facebook. Bye, everybody. Woo-hoo!
Bye. Bye. We miss you already. Bye. <laughs> I don't. You're <laughs> <laughs> listening to Earth Station Who, a bi-weekly pop culture podcast dedicated to all things Doctor Who, featuring talents from across the universe. All topics on the show are the sole opinions of the individual and are used for entertainment value alone. You subscribe to our podcast up on iTunes, Stitcher, or follow our blog at www.esopodcast.com. You can also follow us up on Facebook, Twitter, or Google+. If you enjoyed the show, please leave feedback up on iTunes. Tired of the same old movie podcasts? Yeah. What if I told you there's a podcast that gabs about good and bad movies? Why are you spreading such lies? It's true, you rascal. Every week, Double Edge Double Bill mixes that scrumptious taste of good movies with the sour flavor of a bad one. That sounds tasty. Well, don't delay. Stuff it down your ear throats today. Double Edge Double Bill is part of the Balance ESO Network Breakfast. It's going to be found wherever you download podcasts. Welcome to Dr. Geek's Laboratory. Dr. Geek here with another reminder that the ESO Network is pro-science and pro-vaccine. We urge you to be a superhero and protect yourself, your family, and your fellow geeks around the world. Don't be fooled by the forces of evil and their anti-science misinformation campaign. Consult the latest CDC guidelines, your doctor, and get the COVID vaccine today. This has been a broadcast of the ESO Network. Be part of the crew and help support our shows by donating to our ESO Patreon or by shopping at the Tee Public Store, which can all be found at www.esonetwork.com. The ESO Network, your station for all things geek.